Welcome to the Light on Being podcast. I am the host, Claire Zavko. The Light on Being podcast is dedicated to growth and transformation through conscious talks and conversation. It is time to remember our value, step into our wholeness, and live life fully. Join me monthly on every full moon for practical techniques, radical insight, and conversations with entrepreneurs, teachers, healers, and spiritual leaders. I'm excited. Let's get started. All right. Welcome. Today we have a special guest with us. We have intuitive medium and spiritual leader Rachel Hope with us, who I'm so excited to get into and discussing intuition in this episode. But first, before we get into it, let's start with a mindful minute. So wherever you're at, just settle into your seat. As long as you're not driving, feel free to close your eyes and just get comfortable. Let any fidgets move through and start to feel the ground beneath you. Notice your feet connected to the floor or your seat connected to where you're seated. Allow the spine to lengthen, sit up tall. Let the shoulders draw back, let the heart lift. And soften the face, soften the eyes, the jaw. And just take a moment to feel your physical body seated where you are today. And shift your awareness to your breath. Just start to notice your own breath for a couple rounds. And take a deep breath in. And deep breath out. Two more conscious breaths on your own. Allow your awareness to expand. Notice any sounds in the room. Notice the presence of anyone else, any other beings, any pets. Notice any scent and the temperature of the room. Notice any light. And whenever you're ready, open your eyes and come into this space. So here we are, Rachel. I'm so excited you're here. Thank you for being here and your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited too to be here and to speak with you today. One of my favorite people in the world. Oh, thank you. When, when I think back to when we met, you know, five or six years ago, I took your intuitive listening training and, you know, you were one of my biggest teachers to teach me that, wow, I actually have intuitive gifts, you know, and before I had that training with you, I thought it was maybe something ultra special that only certain people had access to. So I really learned from you that, everyone has intuitive gifts and everyone has this ability to connect to their own intuition in their unique way. So I'm really excited to kind of get into that today. So that being said, like, what is intuition to you? What does that even mean? To me, intuition is having direct connectivity to the divine. 
each person can define what the divine is for them. Some people might call the divine God. Some people might call the divine the universe. Some people might call the divine um, the ancients or the great one. When I think of the divine, I think of all of the spirits that are of light and that are of love who are helping us. When I see, I'm very visual, so when I close my eyes, I'll be shown, um, it almost seems like pictures or almost like if I'm in a movie, watching a movie. And when I close my eyes, what spirit shows me is I see this great bright light over everything, like a dome of light. And to me, that is, um, that is what I call God. And that is the highest form of love that exists. And then all the other spirits are kind of under that somewhere. And so when I open up to these spirits of light and love, those are the spirits that I'm opening to. Everybody has three to four what are called spirit guides. And these are, if you can imagine um, one of your closest friends on earth, that you go back to the heavenly realm and you say, you know what, I'm going to go down to earth, but can you just stay on the other side to help me out? And then, then you pick out like three or four people that you trust, souls that you trust and say, okay, I have this plan I made and I would really like it if you would help me meet the right people, help me along the way. I don't want to know about it because otherwise that'll mess up the plan. If I know everything, I'm not going to learn. Um, so I can't know about it all the time, but you can use my intuition um, to speak to me directly um, if you need to get my attention and show me a certain way. So to me, that's what intuition is, is um, opening up to the divine and having that direct connection to God, to spirit guides, to past loved ones. Mm. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. And I, I love the vic the vision of the dome and the light. Like by you just describing that, I can see it. Yeah, I've been shown that many, many times that that is, that's how it looks to me. So in your experience, how did you start discovering and connecting to your own intuition and your intuitive gifts? Like take us back, where did it begin? So my, my first memories of what I would call intuition were a little bit different. Um, my grandmother, my dad's mom passed away when I was one, but she and I never met. We lived in the same state, but we never met. Um, and when I was probably about five years old, I remember seeing her sitting at the end of my bed and I was terrified. Every single night I was terrified because this woman was sitting at the end of my bed and I was so scared of her. Um, and I, even at that young age, I knew that, that that wasn't like, I, to myself, I told myself, this isn't right. Something's not right. This isn't right. And I don't know if I told my parents, but you know, they never talked about ghosts or people who were still around. So I didn't feel safe talking to them about it. Um, I was worried that they would put me in a box of strange or just tell me, oh, it's not real. But I knew it was real to me because I could see it. So I would put stuffed animals all the way around my whole body at night. And I said, okay, they're going to protect me. <laughs> and I knew who it was because we had a picture of her in our house. And I knew that was my grandmother. I knew it was my dad's mom. And um, it's funny because a few years ago, I finally worked up to telling my mom, you know, what happened that I used to see my grandmother. And um, 
my mom wasn't really open. She was never, she was brought up um, in a, in a Lutheran home. So she wasn't ever brought up to experience spirits like that. Right. So she was taught that ghosts aren't real. These spirits aren't real. Um, and that they're, that we're disconnected in that way. So I was brought up that way as well. Um, but I told her and she said, wow, that makes so much sense. She said, you used to cry every week for your grandmother, ask where she was and why was she not here? And that you would cry because you missed her so much. And where is she? And I have an older brother and sister. And she said, they, they actually had met her and they never mentioned her. And I said, well, mom, the reason is because I saw her sitting at the end of my bed every night and I couldn't understand it. And she said, well, that makes sense why you were crying all the time. She just thought, what is wrong with this kid? Why is she crying for this grandmother she's never met before? So um, probably when I was about six or seven, I stopped seeing her. I could still feel the presence around me of different spirits, but I stopped seeing it. Thank God, um, because it was not easy to see those things. It's, it can be really scary if you don't have someone there to kind of hold your hand and lead you through it as a child. Um, and then for many years, I was very, I would say I was, I was very spiritual, but I told myself there was no such thing as spirits like that, even though I could feel them. And then I moved, went along in my life. I studied um, international business and studied languages. And I lived in Europe for uh, about six years and I got really, really depressed there. I was um, I did my master's in international business in Germany, and then I just started working and I was living out what I thought was my dream. I was, um, I was living abroad. I was traveling a lot. And in my heart, I was absolutely miserable from the outside. I had everything on the inside. I felt like I was dying a slow death. And so I got really depressed and, um, and I said, I finally decided, okay, I'm going to move back to the United States. And all of these signs pointed to Charlotte, North Carolina, where I live now. So I sold everything. I quit, quit my job. And um, I told my husband, I said, I'm moving to the United States. I'd love for you to come with me. I'm moving to Charlotte in three months, a place I'd never been before, by the way. <laughs> wow. And so he came with me about 10 days later. And I got really into um, yoga. And I started doing meditation for the first time in my life. And as I was meditating, um, I realized that I would start to see and hear things. One time I was meditating in a yoga studio by myself and this woman walked in and I didn't know she walked in. And all of a sudden I saw this huge, like eight foot bear. And I was like, Whoa, there's an eight foot bear in the corner of the room. And I opened my eyes and it was the woman walking in. And so I started having all of these visions and things. And then that's when I thought, okay, what's going on with me? And then when it really hit home, I had an experience where um, the spirit of a friend of mine, her mother came to me, but she's deceased. And I'd had experiences, two experiences before. Um, one was I was living in Germany and my grandfather had open heart surgery, but nobody told me because they didn't want me to worry. And so what happened was I, I woke up and was um, panicking and my heart was racing and I was panicking for a couple days. And, my, and the thought of the panic was, I hope grandpa's okay. I hope grandpa's okay. I hope grandpa's okay. And then I finally called my mom and I said, what's going on with grandpa's? He okay? She said, oh yeah, he had open heart surgery. Everything went great. And then the panic went away. And I said, well, mom, why didn't you tell me? And she said, well, we didn't want to worry you, but I picked up the worry anyway from far away. And, um, something very similar happened where I got a 
this panic feeling and I shot up in the middle of the night. It was, it was about 3 AM and, and I started screaming a friend's name from college who I hadn't seen in years. And, um, I was screaming his name and my whole body was shaking and I was sweating and I got this panic feeling. And so after that, for two weeks, I started, um, trying to get in touch with him, like via Facebook and stuff. And I finally got in touch with him. And once I got in touch with him, the panic feeling went away. But what I found out is that he was in Afghanistan and they went over an IUD and he was in an explosion at that moment when I sat up in bed screaming his name. So I'd had the panic feeling before those two times, but it went away once I found out the person was okay. Mm -hmm. But I had this panic feeling for a person who had passed away. And I thought, how in the world am I going to get rid of this? Because it's miserable to feel this way. And it kept getting worse and worse and worse. And, um, it was about three weeks. And then finally I just stopped. I came into meditation and I asked the woman, I said, what do you want from me? And she came to me, she gave me a distinct message. And the message was for my friend's sister. It was about her son who just been diagnosed with autism. I don't remember the specific message, but after I delivered the message, the panic went away and she went away. And I was like, what just happened to me I just talked to a dead person <laughs> wow. and, then I, yeah, it was so crazy. and then I found out okay there's a name for this when you talk to when spirits communicate with you they call it a medium when that and um so then I started looking into it and I was like oh my god there's other people like this because I just thought I was cursed I was like something's wrong with me I'm cursed and I can't make it go away right because it's scary and then I started to work with it and I started to meditate. And um, the problem before Claire was that I couldn't turn it off. It was on all the time, my whole entire life. I would be in the grocery store and if somebody had something bad had happened to them, like say they had some really bad trauma, I would pick up their trauma, but I didn't know what was happening. And I would start crying and run out of the grocery store. I didn't go to the grocery store in Germany for two years because I couldn't go in there without leaving and having a panic attack. So my husband, luckily he was so great. So he would go get food because mm -hmm. I just said, I'm not going to eat because I'm not going in the grocery store because it happened almost every time. And I was so embarrassed. Like who's the crazy lady screaming, like crying in the grocery store every time and then leaves her food and runs out. <laughs> you know, I couldn't be a normal human being. Wow. And so this was such a gift that I was able to find out that oh my gosh, I can turn it off and then I can turn it on when I need it. And I can turn it off when I don't need it because I came in just turned on the whole time. Like, okay, I'm ready to open to receive. I was just born like that. And now I've learned, okay, I can turn this off and I don't have to be that way all the time. So that's how I, that's how I got started and found out about these gifts, if you want to call it that. Yes. Yeah, so beautiful. Well, thank you for sharing. And, you know, it sounds like you've had all these amazing, wonderful experiences and you're naturally have this open channel and you naturally have this medium ability. And how did you go from having the experiences you shared to refining it to now have it as a service that you share with the world? Um, so I live my life led by spirit. That's something that you definitely know about me and people who are my really good friends, they know that. And when I say that I'm led by spirit, I'm talking about the divine spirits. And that is that I move 
when I am told to move. So what happened was um, I was so embarrassed of this medium mediumship ability. I cannot even tell you I had so much shame because I was taught people like me are bad, evil, filled with demons. And I was like, oh my God, I was a baby. I was born this way. How can I be bad and have demons? And I was so embarrassed and had so much shame and guilt. And I didn't want to be this way. I just wanted it to go away and be a normal person. And then um, the first real, I would say like reading that I did was um, for a friend of mine. And then the friend's um, daughter brought her, um, another girl came to my house. So there were three people who came and I ended up doing like a five hour reading. And at that time doing a five hour reading, it depleted me for like two days. I couldn't even get out of bed for like 14 hours. I could not physically move to even eat because it depleted me so much. Um, and what I did, if, when I say a reading, I mean, I came into meditation and then I delivered anything that I would see, feel, or I'd go into a trance-like state and deliver messages. Well, the, um, the girl that came, her mother had passed away and I didn't know her mother. I didn't really know anything about it. And I actually did not want her there because I was embarrassed for her to see the freak part of me really. Um, but what happened was really miraculous. Um, her mother came through and she didn't really say anything, but she told me, she said, pick up, pick up a pen or a pencil and get out a paper. So that's what I did. I got out a piece of paper. I got out a pen or pencil and my hand drew up like, um, I don't know how to describe it, but like drew in, like I was handicapped my right hand. And it actually, it actually hurt. I couldn't, could not hold my hand normal to write it. It was like, um, how would you describe that? Like with, when the hand draws in, it draws in, it just like kind that. of cupped in, cupped in, but it was like, yeah. it hurt. And I could not hold the pencil normal. I tried moving my hand and tried and tried. And the girl saw that and she just started bawling, crying. I did not, I didn't know why. I didn't know what was going on. And I told her that I said, it's your mom. I don't know why my hand is like this. I said, and she wants me to write and write and write and write. And that's all I said. And she was just crying and crying and crying. And then a couple other messages came through from her mom about some old toy they had. And, um, I can't really remember exactly, but later the girl told me that her mom had MS and the last thing she could do was hold a pencil and write letters. Sorry, I get choked up, but her mom, her hand was like that and she would write her letters just like that. And the girl was taken away from her mom when she was 14 because her mom couldn't fight um, the dad and the divorce for her because she, because of her illness. And so she told me, she said, she said, I didn't really know if my mom was there anymore. I didn't know if she um, was with me, she said. And after that session, she said, it changed my life. Mm. She said, I knew with 100% that my mom was there. She was like, there's no way you could have known that. There's no way that I didn't know what was happening to my body. I didn't know it meant anything, but to her, it meant the world. To her, it was a message that showed her that her mom is there and still loves her. Mm. And it was just so profound for me to go from something that I just feel so much shame around to bringing so much healing to somebody else. And 
honestly, Claire, I was like, I don't want to be like this. I really hated myself for being like this and I just wanted it to go away. But after seeing what happened with that girl and the healing she had, she had no doubt anymore. She was fully connected to her mom forever. A child whose mother was ripped away from her was with her forever. And it changed her. She became light after that. Can you hear me, Claire? Yes. Sorry, it just, uh, the phone broke up. But she, she became light after that. And then I had a decision to make. I had to decide, am I going to share this gift with the world and look at it as, as a gift instead of a curse? Or am I going to say no to the gifts and they're going to go away forever? And after helping her, I thought, God, if I could help one person ever in my life in the world like this, I would suffer as much as I had to suffer having this, you know, thinking I was cursed and be feeling guilty and having people saying I have demons and all this stuff. I said, I don't care if it's going to help someone and heal someone in that way. I'm game. I'm open. Use me. Yes. My answer is yes. So, but there's a stipulation. I said to spirit, I'm not doing this on my own. I am going to follow you 100%. So spirit gave me the message one day. They said, make a website. And I said, okay, I was still hiding. Understand I was still hiding. Okay. I wouldn't tell anybody. I wouldn't talk about it. I was embarrassed. I was like, hell no, I'm not telling my deep dark secret and everybody's going to see that I'm a freak, you know? (laughs) And, um, spirit said, make a website. So I did, didn't have a phone number, uh, for anybody to call me. So they would have to email me and set up an appointment, but first they had to find my website. Mm. And, um, I just trusted that if people were supposed to find me, they would. And I get a lot of, I saw your website, but then I could never find it again. It was like it popped up, but then I could never find it again. And so I was searching for you and I get that a lot. And I'm like, oh, so spirit popped it up, but we know it's somewhere far, far away in Google land, you know, page five or whatever. And um, slowly but surely people started coming to me. And when they did, they were supposed to. Mm-hmm. And so now I've been doing this about eight years and spirit has just led me and guided me. They told me I was going by a yoga studio one day and they said, okay, go in the yoga studio and you're going to, you're going to start offering sessions there, which my answer was like, to hell, I'm not going to do that. Then people will actually see my face. The whole <laughs> community's going to know who I am. I'm not doing that. But of course I fought back and then I said, okay, I'm a yes. I told you yes. So I'm doing it. And I said, well, how am I supposed to go in and just go in a yoga studio and say, um, Hey, can I do readings here? Uh, spirit told me, you know, but that's exactly what I did. And I went and I talked to the yoga owner and she was the, um, the studio owner. And it ended up that I did a little reading for her right there. Cause she didn't know what it was. And then she said, Oh yeah, we got to have this here. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> that's kind of how it started. That's how I came down this unique path. Beautiful. Well, thank you for saying yes, because I've been able to receive your gifts and your healing. And I've been in the presence of many others that have as well. You know, and that's one of my favorite qualities about you that I've experienced from the beginning, that you are 100% spirit led. And it's so beautiful to see, you know, in that 
the whole phrase we've all heard, thy will be done, like you are an embodiment of that, that you're not living Rachel's will, you're living thy will be done. And that's always been an inspiration to me um, as I continue to open and to, to move towards that way of being as well. So you are a role model for me in that way as a living example. So thank you for that. And when you were sharing, um, you know, you, you mentioned in their trust a little bit. So I want to kind of move to that, that now you had intuitive experiences, you've now refined it, you have it as a service. What is the interplay and the importance of trust in this whole process of one um, connecting to their intuition? Trust is a really big role. And um, as you know, I teach, I teach a course called intuitive listening, and I've got a couple different levels of that. And trust is the biggest thing that comes up for anyone who's starting to open to their intuition, because we hear that ego voice. And we go, is that ego voice? Or is that my intuition? Right? Or am I just making this up? That's the biggest thing. Am I just making this up? Or is it real? And so there really is a, a refinement of, um, of finding what is that still small voice, what is the intuition, and what is the ego voice, because the ego voice is real, right? It's there, and it's yapping, and it's talking. And for me, what's happened is that trust is built over time. Trust doesn't come overnight, to me anyway. And uh, some people are very trusting and some people are not. I am a major skeptic. So at first I was like, this is insane. There's no way this is real. But then Claire, what started happening is I was like, I couldn't make this stuff up, up if I wanted to. My hand just curled back like a person who has MS and is writing her daughter letters. I could not make that up if I wanted to. And so over time, time after time after time, I would have miraculous things happen that I could not make up. They were beyond my imagination. Mm -hmm. And then once I opened to the divine flow, people would come into my left and into my life left and right. And you and I have talked about this. It is like, it's like a crazy magical movie. You can't even make this stuff up. Like these people who will come to you at the exact time. And some people might call it a um, coincidence or a serendipitous moment, but it happens all the time. It happens to you, it happens to me when you're in that flow. And um, I would encourage anyone who's listening right now to open to their intuition and to have patience. That it's like, you know, when you're in a new relationship with somebody, it takes time to build trust. And it's the same with intuition. It takes time to get to know how each person receives, because I talk about hearing, right? So I'll hear, I'll see. Some people, they don't hear or see anything. Their gifts might be that they have dreams or that they have signs that come to them. Maybe they see numbers, one, 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 all the time, over and over and over and over again. So it's understanding how we're receiving through our intuition. We all receive in different ways. And then having patience and practicing, opening on a regular basis. So in the class that I teach, um, we have to meditate three times a day for five minutes a day. And the class that I teach was all given to me by spirit. It was like, it's going to be this long. It's going to cost this much. This is the material you're going to cover. They have to meditate three times a day for five minutes a day. 
And I said, well, why do they have to meditate three times a day? Why can't they just do one big 15 minute one? And, you know, spirit has said, no, 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 no. They have to practice. It's a practice because there are going to be times when they're sitting there, they don't want to sit there and they're going to be sitting with their minds and they need to get in the practice of stopping what they're doing, setting an intention and listening. And it needs to be three times a day because we say so and it's the best. And I said, okay, great. <laughs> um, so really setting, making the time for that practice and paying attention. Beautiful. Yeah. And I definitely experienced that too, that when I'm connected and meditating and in the flow, I start to see those synchronicities and I start to see more and more. And, you know, the thing that I've noticed on this path is that the synchronicities have always been there. It's just simply me opening my eyes to actually see them. And yeah. so like all those magical connections, it's, I'm just kind of blown away at times and still have so much awe of like, it's just really all so magical. And the yeah. more we really truly open our eyes to look, the more magic and synchronicity we see compared to previously, you know, before I started on this evolutionary path, I was so busy. I was so stressed. I was so tired. I was so distracted. I didn't see any synchronicity, yeah. you know, so that, that ability to see and um, see the interconnection that's always happening came from slowing down the practices, the meditation, and of course, the opening that it takes a willing and open participant to experience any of this subtle, subtle stuff. Right. Yes. So yes. with people that maybe are new to intuition and, you know, they're opening to it and they're curious about it and maybe they've had some sporadic experiences how do you um, guide one to connect with like tangible steps to their own intuition? So what I'm going to do right now is I'm going to defer this question to spirit if it's okay for you. So I'm actually going to come into meditation and I'll just channel what spirit says. Okay, great. Okay. When I start, um, I always start with a little meditation and I got this from um, Rebecca Rosen's book, Spirited that I highly recommend everyone to read if they're interested in opening to their intuition. It was a very helpful book for me to read. And it is something that um, is a requirement for, um, for the classes that I teach. So I'll begin like this. I'm starting first. I'm setting my intention to connect with spirits of light and spirits of love as I do not want to con connect to lower energies. There are lower energies that exist and they will try to come in and mess with you. They're kind of like jokesters. Um, and then there are lower energies that have um, malicious intentions. But the good news is, is that the light is so, 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 so much greater than the dark. You know, if you think about a classroom, there might be one bully, but everybody else is pretty great and pretty nice. Uh, it's very similar to that. So I'm just going to make sure that I'm calling on spirits of light and spirits of love. I'm going to make sure that I'm asking that they come through in our highest and greatest good. So I don't want to have any information that's going to interfere with anyone's life in a negative way. Spirits of light, spirits of love, I ask that you come through right now in the highest and greatest good for the listeners at this time. Please be clear with your messages and help me deliver them in a loving and kind way. I ask right now that you will give a message as to how new people, not new people, well, maybe new, but people who are new to intuition how they can open best to you, 
that they may discover and hear the still small voice and be connected to you and to the divine. Let it be known that all souls are connected. Not only are you connected to the souls incarnated around you, but you are connected to the soul of the earth, the soul of the trees, the soul of the animals. You are in a play woven together called life. It is for you to stay connected to the other side, as you call it. There are spirits who are here to support you, to help you, to aid you. You are not alone. You feel so alone. You struggle. You lose hope. You feel like giving up. around you is an army an army of peace who come in light to share with you the messages of joy and hope and love and guess what they support you they are working tirelessly behind the scenes to aid you to keep you going to have you be at the exact place where you're supposed to be at the exact time. They can speak to you through your intuition. If you will but create the time and space to listen. Yes, create the time and space to listen. It is advisable to begin and end your days the same way. Begin your day by opening to spirit, to God, to the divine, whatever you want to call it. You may call it the great love. Open to this spirit of the divine. Open your heart and open yourself to receiving. Put a blanket of golden light around yourself to protect yourself from any bullies or lower energies, including those who are around you and might even live in your house. Not ghosts, real people. Open yourself in quietude. Connect with yourself in a physical way, noticing how your body feels. Begin to notice any simple changes and bring your awareness to peace. Begin and end your day in this way, giving gratitude for each day. If you do this on a regular basis, you will strengthen your intuition. That is all. Thank you. Beautiful. That that seemed to cover it. Be open, time, space, listen, and have gratitude. It's really that simple. That's it. 
Yeah. It's so, it's so simple that we, we make it hard. We think that it can't be that simple, but it really is. And I was just talking to my friend today that it's so natural to be connected to the other side that, um, so I'm sitting at a friend's house, one of my students, her name's Laura. She's awesome. Hi, Laura. She'll probably listen to this later. And, um, she and I were just talking about how it's just so natural to open to spirit. She used to think that, wow, what an amazing gift Rachel has. And she was a client of mine. And now she opens on a regular basis and she receives all the time and realizes, wow, this is how we're made to be. This is so natural. It's like breathing. It's like walking. How did I live my life without this so far? Yes, I love it. And so thanks for reminding us that today that everyone has it. We just get the opportunity to connect more to it, to refine, to listen more, open more again and again, every, every day, three times a day, as often as we're ready for. Um, as we kind of wrap up today, is there anything else on your heart related to intuition that you feel is relevant to share? I'll just check in with spirit and see if there's anything else. I'm being reminded by spirit right now that we all have a unique path. It is so important for each person listening to understand that they have a unique path that they have chosen for themselves for this lifetime. What is happening is happening for a reason. It is important for each person to open and ask what the reasons are. It may not be revealed today. It may not be revealed tomorrow, but in time it will be revealed. Even struggles, especially struggles. If you're struggling right now, it is happening for a reason. There is a purpose. I encourage you to ask, what am I learning? Even in this difficult situation, what am I learning? Because each person is constantly evolving. And it is through this process of challenges that we can open and evolve and become better souls, better spirits, more compassionate, more understanding, more loving. And that is what we are learning. Beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing today and sharing your experiences and your stories and your wisdom. I'm sure it will impact a lot of people. I really appreciate it. And if someone seek to connect with you or have a reading, if you're available, how can they do that? So I still operate the way spirit told me to eight years ago, which is I have a web, a website. It's Rachel Hope medium dot com and Rachel spelled R-A-C-H-E-L and you can contact me via my website or you can email me at rachelhopemedium at gmail.com. I have an amazing assistant and she'll get back to you and can schedule an appointment for you. Or if you have any questions, you can send those too. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much, Rachel. And also I look forward to you coming back to Miami in the fall that we will um, finalize the date soon for you to again hold your intuitive listening course at Lighthouse Yoga. So we look forward to that as um, me and the other participants last year can vouch it was truly a life-changing experience and in fact it was part of the encouragement of how this podcast got going. It was in that that 
we had some clarity and you shared some clarity that this podcast needs to happen. So here we are making it happen. So thank you. Thank you for that. You're, you're so welcome. And I can't wait for the training. The last one in Miami was just friggin' awesome. No words for it. And I just want to thank you for being a yes and living your yes. And you are so guided by spirit nonstop and the light you're bringing to the world is amazing. And I, I'm just so happy that I'm so happy you're in my life and I'm so happy to call you a sister and a friend. Thank you. Namaste. Thank you for listening to the Light on Being podcast. Like all things in time, this is an evolving living thing as we discover our wholeness and light together. I'm excited that you're along for the journey and I would love to connect with you. You can reach out to me on Instagram at lightonbeing. Send me a message with any comments or questions and they may be addressed on an upcoming episode. If you enjoyed today's podcast, the highest compliment that one can give is to share the episode with a friend or leave a review. Make sure to look up at the full moon and see her bright, radiant light. She is fully being.